0: welcome to from under the rock uh this is a podcast about movies that surprisingly we missed growing up or growing old Uh, and maybe you missed it too whether you want to admit it or not I'm your host, or a host rather, one of two glorious hosts. You
1: could uh, say you're the host.
0: That's fine. I'm not the host. We are the hosts. He's the host. I'm not the hunt. Ho- I'm here for the ride. I'm the host. He's here <laughs> for the ride until such time as those roles change. Uh, I'm Sawyer Payne, and I'm Ben Wessels. And uh, as the name of our podcast implies, we live under a rock, <laughs> and um, we and missed a lot. You do of- too, and you do too. You. There's a lot of films that, surprisingly, um, we haven't seen, uh, ranging from the very old to the very fun to the very new, because why? We're poor. Mm. And also... That's uh, why. That's the only reason. That's the, that's the only reason. And also, it's stuff and things. And we don't owe you an explanation. You came to us. Uh, ben, what are we watching for our first film here?
1: Uh, well, true to form, we were going to try to watch something very mainstream, very uh, very classic, and it is classic. <laughs> Um, but true to form for the both of us, and those, <laughs> those listening who do know us will both probably not be surprised by this choice of first movie, but also be horrified that neither of us have seen it. Mm. Uh, but today we will be watching and covering uh, The Dead Poets Society, starring Robin Williams, um, which you know one could very fairly assume is, has been integral to uh, both of our uh, characters, but um, neither of us have seen so we're gonna watch it. We're gonna talk about it, and uh, and then uh, and give you a little bit of a cheat sheet if you haven't seen it either. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess since, since you're introducing it, tell me what you know about the film, uh, or what you expect from the film, having not seen it.
1: Um, I know it's one of Robin Williams' um, more famous dramatic works. Um, obviously, you know, one of the greatest comedians ever. We all we all love him. We. Mostly know him for all of his comedic roles, um, so I know that. I know it's a, a tearjerker, so I'm I'm expecting I will be very emotional when we sign when we come back on, and uh, and I and I'm obviously familiar with Oh Captain My Captain from mm. the many sitcoms, movies, and other things that have uh, ripped it off and aped it uh, all the way from here to the back to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what about you? Do you have any expectations or anything you're looking forward to?
0: Um, I'm. All, I always look forward to Robin in a in a dramatic role. Um, you know, he 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 went to Juilliard, uh, as most, or many, not most. See, many, you
1: can't many. say that. All I think of is just the Alan Tudyk. <laughs> 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 I went to Juilliard. I went to Juilliard.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but no, I I I have seen uh, a few of of. Robin Williams' dramatic pieces, and even in his comedic pieces, too, he, he's, he's able to capture that sort of heartfelt uh, mm-hmm. aspect to it. Uh, for example, Goodwill Hunting. You would never have expected such a performance from him, and yet there it is. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, what. I was going to say, what dreams may come. No. Um, no. Although, another good example. Another good one, yeah. Um, but no, a Dead Poet Society is, is uh, I expect, will. We'll, be a similar performance from him uh like like you said i'm i'm most familiar with uh a bunch of boys standing on their desks going oh captain my captain and and him tearfully or or at least somberly giving his farewell i know that there there is a a heavy subject in uh in this film Mm -hmm. that we will address uh when we come back and, and and properly summarize it um although you know perhaps ben as we as we are now introducing this um this podcast, uh, we should give a content warning. I think yes, absolutely. Uh, content warning: suicide. Uh, if that is not something you are comfortable with, understood. No judgment. Perhaps uh, this film is not for you. Uh, if it is, you have been warned. Um, and yeah, we should make a point of that moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on a,
1: on any movies that have anything yeah. that might be might be sensitive. Um, and uh, and on a on a lighter note. Um, When we and this will be, we'll probably say this every time we uh, we come back from from titles to start an episode. But uh, an an, another warning at the start of every episode, uh, or just ongoing here, there be spoilers. There will always be spoilers here. Yes, Yes, that is kind of the point. Um, We are here to uh, to break down films, to talk about them, and to kind of summarize them in a more digestible way. So if you like us, haven't gotten around to seeing the movie yet. Um, at least you'll know a few things about it, and uh, I can take those with you and continue lying to your friends when they say, Have you seen that? And you can be like, <laughs> Yes, absolutely I have. And here are the, here are the uh, pieces of trivia that Ben and Sawyer gave me that I, uh, yeah. that I can reference to help back up my argument.
0: Uh, so with that, dear listeners, um, we are going to go and watch this film, and hopefully when we return, uh, you'll join us as we climb out from Under the Rock. Gentlemen, what are the four
1: pillars? Tradition, honor, discipline, discipline, excellence.
0: Banners up. Welton Academy for Boys. A breeding ground for the future leaders of America. An institution dedicated to achievement, virtue and conformity. A school whose rigid standards are upheld by every single teacher except one. Come on, Mr. Overstreet, you twerp. Mr. Anderson, are you a man or an amoeba? Language was developed for one endeavor, and that is... To communicate. No! To woo women. Mr. Keating. Some people like to rock, some
1: people like to roll, but moving in.
0: Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating, teacher.
1: Well, is this a dagger I see before me?
0: Philosopher. I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't dance to him. Orator. O Titus bring your friend hither and founder of the dead poet society a bunch of guys sitting around reading poetry no Ding. thank you
1: for playing anyway what was the dead Poets society
0: the dead poets were dedicated to sucking the marrow out of life spirits soared women swooned and gods were created not a bad way to spend an evening eh?
1: I hereby reconvene the dead poet society to strive to seek to find Gotta do more. Gotta be more.
0: (laughs) Dare to walk a new path. Dare to strike out and find new ground. I'm hearing rumors, John, about some unorthodox teaching methods in your classroom. Break out. I'm gonna do it! John Keating. He began by teaching English. Now, he's changing lives. I got the part! Tear out the
1: entire introduction. Who put you up to it? Was it this new man, this, uh... Mr. Keating, are we just playing around out here, or do we mean what we say? Vision, honor, discipline,
0: rip, shred, tear. What is this dick poet society? I want names. This is a battle, a war, and the casualties could be your hearts and souls. For the first time in my whole life, I know what I want to do. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits. Poetry, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. That's beautiful. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. My me dear. Sit down! What the hell is going she on here? Seize the day. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating. He was the inspiration that made their lives extraordinary. Dead Poets Society.
1: All right, and we're back. Yes. And, oh, that's <laughs> hmm. uh, a heavy one, guys. We tried to get back to the microphone as quickly as possible without any decompression. So we're, <laughs> we're both a little rattled. Yeah, in a good way, in a very, very good way. Yeah, we it is, sure is, can pick them. It lives up to the hype. Well, in fairness, we didn't pick it; the dice did. That's true. Which uh, yeah, for context, <laughs> more true um, to form.
0: For context, dear listener, yes, we 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 had decided uh, on on four possible titles with which to start. Uh, this project, and we assigned each one to a number, we rolled a, D, uh, a four-sided die, a d4, if you're familiar with, with tabletop role-playing games, uh, and uh, yes, the, the the number we rolled
1: was, was for Dead Poets Society. If you're listening to us, you probably are familiar with tabletop role-playing games, and if you're not, you probably will be soon. Or <laughs> yeah. eventually. If this if this goes long enough and successfully enough, I'm sure there will be a D and D stream that uh, splits, uh, jumps off from it. We will see. Um, all right. To uh, begin, Sawyer, would you like to take us through the movie?
0: Huh. I, I have done my best to take um, what notes I could. Uh, this will be a possibly it'll be it'll be a broad stroke summary to be sure. Um, but so, Dead Poet Society. Uh, directed by Peter Weir, uh, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, uh, and starring Robin Williams as as John Keating, uh, Mr. John Keating, the teacher, uh, and also a very young Ethan Hawke, you mm-hmm. pointed out to me, Ben, mm-hmm. as uh, Todd Anderson. Uh, his name was Todd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we start this film um, with uh, a. Would you call it a mass, Ben? It's it is it is a monastic school. It is yeah. a a, a it, it
1: has that feel to it for yeah. sure.
0: Because I mean, there are there are prayers and there are services in in this in the movie at the school. It feels very, um, yeah. There's there's a, there's a sense of of. Uh, religion in the morality that they uphold. Of which there are four tenets at um, this school, Welton Academy, uh, called Helton by its students. Uh, these uh, tr- these um, tenets, if you will, are tradition, honor, discipline, and excellence. Everything you need to raise good capitalist boys. Um, and uh, we meet very quickly uh, our... Uh, students at this uh, prepar- pre- preparatory school. I can never pronounce it correctly. I, can't, I don't know if it's preparatory or preparatory.
1: I think preparatory. Preparatory, but, preparatory. Uh, I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer. I think it's just one of those weird words. If you do know the right answer, get in our comments. Uh, just to, Yeah, get in the comments.
0: <laughs> Leave a review. It's a religious um, prep school. It is a religious prep school. Welton's, yes. Um, it, is, it is a prestigious school. Mm. Think of it as... Um, Well, wouldn't know, didn't go to a prestigious school, (laughs) um, until college, that is, and, well, that was its own thing, but, um, we, we very quickly meet our, our, those who will become our, our Dead Poets Society, uh, Todd Anderson, uh, Neil Perry, um, Charlie, I can't read my own handwriting, Mm, um, Dalton? Dalton, thank you, Charlie Dalton, um, is it, was it? Was was Knox Over Street. Knox
1: Over Street. Which Why, yeah. I, I just have in my notes who on earth names their kid Knox Overstreet but I suppose well Mr. and Mrs. Overstreet yeah Overstreet's already the last name so there's not much you can do there and he actually turned out to be quite a likable character he was a good character I felt bad later for writing that note oh Um. oh, one thing I should mention before we get past that mass at the beginning uh, just I just I just want to jump in with a couple of my observations here Uh, the amateur bagpipes at the beginning what a choice Scotland the Brave and and perfectly on the nose Um, also if you do listen to this episode, and then are inspired to watch the uh, the movie yourself. Keep an eye out in that opening scene for the old guy sitting to the right of the headmaster as he's speaking. Um, he's just kind of sitting there, mouth like just hanging open. Just is he? Yeah, he's just sitting. His mouth is just hanging open. He look. He could be dead for a while. <laughs> um, he might be. And and I just saw that, and I was like, ah, this. It just feels like he was put there by the director or something to be like a. A, a perfect microcosm of the institution and everything it stands for, just yeah. aging out of touch and very possibly dead, mouth agape. Well, so yeah,
0: I, and 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 it's, it's very it's made apparent very early on that this school is less for the kids and oh, more yes. for the parents, more oh, yes. for the adults. Oh, it is yes. it is absolutely um, among the among the first lines that um, uh, Neil's father, played by Kurtwood Smith, by the way, you may know him from that 70s show, or if you're not as old as we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That '90s show, more recently, oh, among other God. things, like Robocop. That's right. Um, he was very good in this. I thought he was. He was phenomenal in it. And it was this, uh, Kurtwood Smith. I think is someone who can t- who can make a meal out of a very small role. Mm.
1: He's
0: he's very very talented, and I'm I'm, I'm I think he was a, a good choice for that for yeah. that character. Um, anyway, sorry I interrupted you. No, 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 no. This is what this show is about. Uh, is is discussion and such. Um, I, I i will say um before we before we really get into the kids um as we start we'll st- we're still introducing the school and kind of how cramped it is and all of that one of the best lines in this movie comes at the very beginning you horrible and i quote you horrible phalanx uh of what what is it I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah, it's it's uh, you you horrible phalanx of pubescence. I <laughs> That's pretty good. I've been to high school. I've seen the youngins. You horrible phalanx of pubescence is I think something I will take and put in my everyday <laughs> speech. Um uh, anyway. Middle schooler
1: gets too close. You, <laughs> you flood horrible onto the bus in the middle of the phalanx of pubescence. <laughs> Um, I also really like towards the beginning, uh, again a perfect illustration of Kirkwood Smith's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need anything? Let us know. Sounds like such a loving, fatherly thing, but it is accompanied by the most loving handshake, handshake. to his son. Yes, <laughs> yes. just like yes, ah, yes. yes, just excellent and, and I, concise I, I, explanation of who he is. I do are.
0: want to come back to you. Need anything? Let us know at the very end mm. because it's telling. Yeah, um, but sorry. So um, we, no, no, don't apologize. We, um, we meet our two, d- despite the fact that the, the Dead Poet Society, as they come to be called, uh, are our primary ensemble. These, this, this, this story, if you will, uh, focuses primarily on two, three maybe, if you include Knox, um, but two, uh, two, two students here. Um, Todd Anderson, who is established, again, that's the Ethan Hawke character, uh, Todd Anderson, who's, uh, established early on as sort of a legacy student. His brother, um, Jeffrey, I believe, who we don't meet, um, but is, is, is sort of held up as one of Welton's best, and you have big shoes to fill, and that sort of thing. So he comes in, uh, unsure of himself, and that is something that, that, that carries on through this film. Uh, and then of course there's Neil, uh, who serves as our other protagonist, um, uh, who is himself one of Welton's best, um, And each and every one of these boys is sort of being groomed to be a banker or a doctor or a lawyer or or, or some prestigious occupation. Um, Again, this is a preparatory school. This is not college. This is their high school for
1: all intents and purposes. Um, They're all aspiring or certainly the school is aspiring for them to go off to Ivy League schools. Um, they, I think, brag in the opening scene that like seventy percent of their last graduating class ended up in Ivy League yeah. or something like that. It's it's very much that that flavor of education.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, uh, I, I I like the sort of rule of three that they do in introducing the teachers. Mm. Uh, you mm-hmm. get the first teacher who is just this 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 humdrum, boring teacher who who's more interested in memorization than in anything else. The next. Uh, Teacher, I remember distinctly is the trigonometry teacher mm. uh, because he, trigonometry requires precision, and if you if you fail if you don't turn in a homework assignment, you will be deducted all all of that. And then you meet uh, John Keating, Robin Williams's character, who I found I found it wonderful that when he introduces himself to the class, he does not in fact introduce himself mm. to the class. He doesn't say, "Good morning, class. I'm John Keating." He they they all sit down. He walks out of his sort of like back office, whistling, leaves the door. His very first line in the show the show his very first line in the movie is to lean back into the office uh, into the classroom and say, "Well, come on," and all all of these kids are so confused as he leads them out into uh, the hall and 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 inspires them, tells them uh, what what will become sort of the, 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 the crux of his arc and, and their arc. Carpe diem, seize the day, make your lives extraordinary. Um, he's all about poetry and, and Walt Whitman and all of that. Um, the story continues uh, as Keating really enforces, is enforced the right word, Ben? Um, encourages, maybe. Uh, these boys to think for themselves. What is poetry? It is it is mm-hmm. it, he the, his first action. Other than that, is to have them rip out the um, the the very mathematical understanding of poetry. It's a graph. Yeah. I'm not even making that up.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure it's meant to be as painful for the viewer. I, I'm sure it's it's meant to put the viewer in in Keating's mindset and mm. in Keating's, on Keating's side. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it is a very, like, rote and, as you said, mathematical. It's, 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 a, it's just a straight upset. up a graph. Yeah. But also, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, this sort of, this sort of doctrine and this sort of way of thinking about art is definitely out there and it's definitely, yeah. like, something that some people, like, swear by. And um, several times throughout this film, and I know I'm kind of jumping around here, um...
0: It is explicitly said that these kids are too young to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which again kind of kind of comes back to it's not about the kids. Yeah, um, it disturbs me. But then again, it's meant to be, I suppose. Hmm. Um, yes, such quotes from from Keating and as he is quoting other poets such as Thoreau, Whitman, uh, Tennyson, etc. Um, Suck the marrow out of life uh, from Thoreau, uh, and early on. Uh, we get the title drop, Dead Poet Society, uh, which was something that uh, everybody Thore... drink.
1: He said the movie title. Ah,
0: yes. Everybody have a drink if you if you do. If you don't, don't worry about it. Have have a juice or something. Mm. Imbibe yeah, imbibe a beverage of your choice, alcoholic or no. No judgment here. Um, but yes, the Dead Poet Society. Ben, would you would you go on and, and tell us about that?
1: Um, yeah. So he. I guess do, does he introduce it to them, or they they find it themselves, right? He, they look him up in yeah, they they, in, in they their, look him up in the, the yearbook, and they,
0: that's where the first yeah. time they mention it. But he's the one that gives them the uh, five centuries of verse yes. uh, poetry anthology. Yeah,
1: that uh, that he he used, I suppose, as as sort of the leader of the Dead Poet Society when he was at Welton. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they sort of take it upon themselves. So he does. They, they they find him out on the grounds one yes. day, and they do coax it out of him to tell them about uh, about how they would you know escape off to this cave um, down the river or whatever, um, and and indulge in poetry mm-hmm. and and music and whatever else, and and it was and that it was this. He describes it in a very interestingly. Sort of religious way, religious way yeah, um, uh, which I really liked. Uh, um, I can't remember the exact line, but there was there was some dripped off our tongues, oh, yes. like honey. The, yes, the poetry dripped off our tongues like honey, and God, shouldn't shouldn't we all hope for for our words to inspire yeah. that kind of uh, reaction? It's um, funny you mention the religion, and then they're inspired continue, to do their, their own. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's I, I about all help. I had. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, they they are inspired to go and and do it themselves, sort of led by Neil Perry, by, by one of those two main characters you yes. mentioned earlier, played by Robert Sean Leonard, who most of us probably, uh, no, for myself anyways, um, recognize from House. He's like House's best friend in that show. House. But now that, now that you ah. say it, I, I know the he's, face. Yeah. He's very good in that show. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm obviously a very accomplished actor, but uh, but these are sort of the two things that I, I know him from. And uh, it was very interesting seeing him so young. Although he aged very gracefully, so he doesn't look too much younger now, or in in this movie, than he does in the show that I'm familiar with him, which I think is at least 15 years later. I could be wrong about that. Uh, If I'm wrong about that, someone correct us. Get in the comments. Write a review. (laughs)
0: Write a review. Um, It's funny, Ben, that you mentioned the religiosity of of what he says, Mm -hmm. uh, especially sort of in contrast to the the sort of church doctrine of of Mm -hmm. the school. I don't know if you picked up on on this sort of imagery, but I I found um, so that so when when they first go to this cave, um, they are in sweatshirts and they have their hoods up and it's mm-hmm. it's they it it, it looks like um, and and props to uh, the the cinematographer and the director of photography and and, and director uh, Weir for this. Um, it really does look like as they leave the school and sort of start exploring the woods it really does look like they're going to like a witch's sabbath yeah almost they're they yeah. in, in in dark clothing hoods they're literally, literally they, disappearing into the mist yeah they um, look a
1: little cultisty
0: tapping into i mean yeah, cultisty in a good hand. but like tapping into you know um, um keating says you know um why do we read poetry? not because it's cute, but because we are human mm-hmm. it, 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 what he says sort of suggests that poetry and verse and 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 these emotions of love and romance and um needing to express yourself is is a purely primal thing. Mm-hmm. and I like the the imagery um that they they use of yes, yeah, sort of disappearing into the mists of of primordia and 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 returning to to nature as Thoreau himself uh mm-hmm. writes I, I I went to nature. To truly live, to or what's the line? To live deliberately. Yeah. Um, I I like had that.
1: this for my for my questions for the the sort of bouncing off. Later. But since you bring it up, yeah. I I feel like I should ask you now. Um, uh, as we just moved in together, not one month ago. It's true. I do feel compelled to ask. How much did this movie make you want to disappear back into the woods like Thoreau? Ben, I always, I always, want I know that I woods. was thinking about it. I I.
0: Know that, however many years from now, be it five, be it ten, be it fifty, my final form is a mad <laughs> woodland hermit who will play Dungeons and Dragons with
1: passersby. <laughs> um, I, I did have I like this must be almost ten years ago now, not quite because it was after college, but I, I used to have like a, a sort of you know quote, quote, quote unquote pen pal, like internet pen pal, yeah, um, and we were just like bouncing off of each other. Like writing stuff, we were just like yeah, yeah, yeah. we were j- only friends because we were writers, um, and uh, I remember she had started calling me Thoreau, and so I started oh. calling her Emerson, and so that was like in my head this entire time as well. Um, yeah, and it was just like, oh, did you ever? I mean, this is so uh, tangent, but yeah, you, uh, we both grew up in Massachusetts. Did you ever go to to Walden Pond? Uh did you ever not have a school full, field trip or anything like that. It's it's possible. I don't, I don't get remember that right. 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 Walden Pond was Walden, was Walden Thoreau. Pond.
0: Yeah, it was Thoreau. Okay, I believe it's Thoreau. So. Um. Yeah, I <laughs> Thoreau, I I I think it was Thoreau. I always have to take Thoreau with a grain of salt because uh, my understanding is that like Walden was on his his parents' property uh. or something like that, and he was only able to you know lived deliberately because his mother or his wife or whoever was taking care of his laundry. Son of a bitch. He was one of those guys. Yeah, not to spoil the you illusion. You heard it for here you.
1: first, kids. Yeah, Henry I, David Thoreau was an hippo baby. I,
0: I think. I, I could be wrong, but I know there was one of those well, great shit. poets that did that. I um, mean, that's not too surprising. So, so yeah, when you ask me, do I want to disappear into the woods? My answer is yes, if someone else is <laughs> taking care of my laundry. Fair. Um, love to. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and anyway. So we meet the dead poets They they start disappearing To their cave There is, as you said A lot of sort of That religious imagery And and Especially feeling start, to it yeah. And then they bring in That like lamp And you know Turn and it into God Like this, of, is, this yeah. is Our idol now And it, it does have A lot of sort of this I guess probably Not too subtle theming Of like Just different doctrine yeah. and, and how offensive That is to s- Such a closed off space as, yeah. as this very clearly one dogma uh, preparatory school um, but yeah but yeah from there uh, it follows I guess you would
0: say three major plot lines mm-hmm. uh, once it is clear that these boys have been influenced by 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 Keating I say that like these boys have been influenced by <laughs> Keating no it, but but uh, once it's clear that I, they've I, been I inspired they are inspired by Keating. by Keating inspired is the word yes 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 um uh, he he has shown them different ways to live in He does wonder he does wonder he, his lessons are very interesting mm-hmm. um uh, not to go too too into those and, and, and divert but like I really do recommend you watch this film because he's got very interesting ways of, of, of getting people to think for themselves to find their the find find your walk find your find your trot
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I know find your find your trot is probably more. Dr. Chuck Tingle um, <laughs> Trot is, is his word um, But uh, Anyway uh, But yes from here we haul we, we three major plot lines One being um, Neil Who very very dearly Wants to act He um, that decides that Against his father's wishes um, He is going to audition For A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, At Henley Hall which I suppose is a nearby theater. I didn't recognize the name of anything. Um, but anyway, he, he auditions uh, and actually forges a letter from his father and the headmaster of the school um, to do so. And so, kids, don't, don't, he, he don't do not He misbehave. Don't do that, but... Do it, But
1: good.
0: But do it. Um, Live! <laughs> Copy DM'd! <laughs> Um and we yeah.
1: certainly don't encourage live Yeah that's <laughs> live. Fair. Sorry.
0: We are we are we are the the angel and devil on your shoulders respectively, listeners. <laughs> and we will serve as Always both happy to be the devil and on both the either at certain points, I'm sure. Yes. Um,
1: but yes. No sorry.
0: No, you're good. Um I'm just looking at my notes here. Oh, um but but it reminds me of another quote that um Keating quotes the row on. Mm-hmm. Um the thing about Neil as Thoreau would put it, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Mm. Uh, that one resonated with me. I don't know about you.
1: I yeah, I have in my notes right here. How trapped are we both in Thoreau's quiet desperation? Ask Sawyer about that. Wait, maybe don't. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, so, so. I mean, yeah, we I think we all feel that, and, and yeah. men and women alike, obviously. Um, I I think everybody feels that a little bit as we, you know, sort of grow into. Who we are and grow yeah. into our lives and have to face realities like rent and bills and all yes. these other terrible things. I, um, yeah, we can talk about that more after. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to get too, too in the way of the synopsis here. But but yeah, so, yes, I that line also stood out to me quite a bit. Yeah,
0: and so 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 yeah, that's that's the one plotline is Neil trying to reconcile what he wants versus what his father wants, and and we'll get there yeah. uh, to that resolution uh, a little in a, in a few minutes here. Uh, the second plot line um, which I feel maybe that's, that's the, the critique section of this but um, is 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 Todd's uh, plot line if you will character arc this idea that he doesn't feel he has anything to say mm-hmm. uh, and, and and Keating is able to kind of coax poetry out of him um, in a very interesting way. Um, and, and, and you can see that he will, he will carry this beyond the film. Um, and then third is, um, Knox Overstreet, who, who, I guess, in, in true, uh, poetic fashion, uh, <laughs> falls for the charms of, uh, a, a girl he has only just met, mm-hmm. uh, and only because he was invited to dinner at, uh, uh, uh the, her family's house.
1: Ain't that just uh, the way.
0: Her name is Chris. Her name is Chris, um... What was her, Noel, or Nolan? No, because I asked you about this. Oh yes, 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 yes. No, she's engaged. Not engaged. She's she's dating Chet. Is is it Dandery, Dundery? I don't know. Danbury. Danbury. It's Danbury. Danbury. That's right. Yes, the she's Danburys
1: a- are the family who yes. he goes
0: to visit. Yes, uh, and she is dating Chet, Chet Danbury, who is your stereotypical jock, yeah. uh, football, whatever. Yeah, um, it looked like football. She's a cheerleader. Anyway, Barthony she jackets, is she is at the house when he he, he goes um, to have dinner there and and hereafter and thereafter and henceforth he is smitten with her mm. uh, and what I what I, what I like is that you know on the one hand me being the the, the hopeless romantic you know despite his overtures and his, and his and his poems part of me is like come on just love the poet please <laughs> but quite rightly so she rebuffs him. Mm-hmm. because again he is a man she doesn't know who will not take no for an answer it's so a, bit of a
1: red flag there. it is a bit of a red flag come yes on. come on Knox be better be better <laughs> I um, mean when was this movie made early 90s I'm not yeah. surprised at the writing yeah he, he he is for all intents and purposes what we have often come to know from Hollywood to be a more or less uh likable romantic protagonist oh sure. sure 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 but I mean
0: I think I think it's it's I think they were cor- I think the writers and the director were correct to have that conflict.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, I agree with you. I I would even I would argue that she still probably falls for him a little too easily. Sure. Um, although. S- seeing, not to jump the gun on, no, our, on our summary here, but yeah. seeing her, in, in the course of his infatuation, eventually, Knox ends up at a party mm. that, uh, that that yes. Big that Chris, that the girl, invited him to, yes, um, which he was very excited about. He got up the courage to call her, and she said, actually, that she was glad he called and wanted to invite him to this party. Um, but just because, you know... He knew her and her family, or whatever. She didn't invite him to the party because she wanted to be with him or anything like that. She's right. still dating the the football player, um, but uh, Knox goes and makes uh, a real uh, uh, a real horse's ass of himself yeah. at the party, and uh, and proceeds to get um, do not kiss a sleeping girl Thank beaten you. to a pulp by the uh, by the quarterback. Which is interesting because on one hand it's like, oh, now Chris gets to see that her boyfriend is actually a brute and maybe she shouldn't be with him. But at the same time, Knox there just kissed her when she was sleeping and... Boyfriend stepped in. I was very conflicted watching him get pummeled because I was like, well, clearly the football player is the bad guy here. But kind of also, kind of like, "Eh." Give, he, he deserves a few good whacks. It's, it's,
0: it's equal parts right thing for the wrong reasons and wrong thing for the right reasons. Yeah, like, it's like well, that's not supposed to be. A, yeah,
1: you know, I get that. I get that it was a different time, but uh, but you know, you cross certain lines of consent, maybe you deserve to get pummeled a little bit, just a smidge. Yeah. So you know? th- that was a very interesting bit of. Uh, I, I wasn't sure whose side I was on during that scene. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, maybe maybe don't keep hitting him, but yeah. you, the first few. Yes, I, that I, was appropriate. I would be curious how
0: audiences reacted to that when it came out versus what we know now.
1: I mean, I imagine when it came out. I don't think anyone probably gave it a second thought. Uh, well, mm. Especially, I mean, you know, it's like, well, she's sleeping on his lap. He just he only kisses her on the forehead. Like, I, I, I guarantee you audiences did not think twice about it mm. when this movie came out. They should have. Uh, but it's, it was the 90s, and I guess... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I would know. love to be wrong, but yeah. I... I don't know. My, my faith in audiences is, is, is showing. That's fair.
0: <clears throat> anyway, all of this comes to uh, a head, I would say, when uh, Neil's father finds out about the play and um, tells him off and says, hey, you know, don't make a liar of me, don't disrespect me. The thing about Neil is that he is never, ever able to stand up to his father. And when he tries, he is always shut down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, to the point that um, he lies once again to Keating um, yeah. and says, you know, I, I, I... Keating, he goes to Keating, I should preface with, he goes to Keating for advice. And Keating says, you know, why... After after explaining himself brilliantly, Keating says, why not just tell your father what you told me? And And... Uh, Neil says exactly what I've just described is that he he, he can't stand up to his father he, he's, he's, he's conflicted etc uh, and the next day he tells Keating that he did tell his father that his father won't be able to make the play he's in Chicago, he'll be there for four days um, but he thinks he'll let him continue this is again proven a lie on the night of the play um, at which uh, Knox has convinced uh, Chris to go with him Uh, And this being sort of an ultimatum, if you don't like me after tonight, tell me, and you'll never see me again. You have my word as a dead poet. Um, um, I forgot his name. Todd goes, Keating goes, everybody goes. Uh, And Neil, uh, I may have mentioned or I may not have mentioned, uh, got the you might call the lead role in *A Midsummer Night's Dream*. He is Puck, and uh, performs it quite brilliantly. And of course. Because you must turn the screw. Uh, his father shows up, uh, at what point in the play? Midway through the play? Something like he's that. He's definitely yeah. there for the end, but yeah, yeah, he shows yeah. up like halfway
1: through. Yeah, he's done He's done the first few scenes. Um, the father shows up. Neil is backstage when he peers out into the audience, yeah. to, hoping to see all his friends, and he does. And we see his joy at that, but then he sees his father walk in through the back um, before he has to go back on. Um, yeah. Certainly, yeah, as you said before the finale.
0: And I should mention, I neglected to mention this, uh, by this point, the school administration is aware of the Dead Poets Society. They don't know who they are, but um, one of the students in question, I believe it was Charlie. Dalton, yeah. Charlie Dalton, who go yeah. who now goes by Nuwanda. <laughs> um, uh,
1: Which, that...
0: I felt a little appropriative.
1: Yeah, I, I, Just I was like... I'm not going to write too many notes about that, because we're probably not the two people who should comment on it. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I did. I was like, that perked my ears up a little bit. I was like, hmm, I don't know for sure, or in what exact way, but that's probably not okay. Yeah, between that and, like, the quote-unquote war paint that yeah. puts on, it's yeah. it's, yeah.
0: Anyway. Troubling. By this point, tensions are already high between the school administration uh, and the Dead Poets. Yeah. Um, and so uh, on the night of this play um as 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 Neil's father uh is watching from the very very back um the final monologue uh Puck's final monologue is delivered and they frame it in such a way that he is speaking to his father um and I I I wish I could pull up the the actual quote but um you know say but this and all is mended else Puck a liar call
1: you know it's it's yeah, if you want to, if you want to find the actual yeah, um, I'm, I'm pulling it up now because I, I also thing. yeah it also jumped out to me some of those lines, um and, and and specifically that he's addressing his father yeah um throughout that um yeah if we shadows have offended think but this and all is mended um, that you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear and, you know essentially trying to tell his father like if this upset you pretend it's all a dream like it's just whatever you have to do like but please just you know let, we can we can make amends like you don't yeah. have to be give me your hands if we be friends yeah. yeah you don't have to be horrible horribly mad at me yeah gentles do not reprehend if you pardon we will mend if you yeah. forgive me we can work we this. can work this out like it will be okay um yeah and as I am an honest puck if we have unearned luck. Now to escape the serpent's tongue we will make amends ere long.
0: Yeah. And which brings us to the content warning that we mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Uh, amends are not made. They do not make amends. No. Um three three times now. Uh Neil cannot, as much as he may want to, or does want to, um, he cannot challenge his father. And his father tells him, you know, we're going to withdraw you from from wealth and we're going to en- en- enroll you in military school. God damn it, boy, you will become, you'll go to Harvard, you'll be a doctor, etc. And uh, again, content warning, suicide. Uh, Neil decides. Uh, at his father's desk and with his father's gun to commit it. Takes a life. Yeah. Uh, and I found it interesting. I found it interesting that as they, as, as, as the father and the mother um, are kneeling over, you, you never see his body. Don't worry about that. You never, you never see the blood. You never see his body. I don't think you even hear the gunshot. No,
1: you it's don't. just.
0: No, it's, it's it's. Dad wakes up and says, "What was that sound?"
1: Yeah, it's um, it's it's the it's kind of one of those sequences that's basically in slow mo. You're seeing a lot of different shots of Neil kind of moving through the house. Um, at one point, I thought he was going to jump out the window. That's what I thought too, with the with the puck crown on, um, and then he finally settles at his father's desk. But yeah, you don't. There's you know the dramatic music and everything, but you don't hear, you don't see anything. You don't hear a gunshot. You just um, see the smoke It's just the sort hand. of yeah, the yeah. slow music and the slow, like, motion of the camera, and then we cut to his father in the bedroom and his father jolting awake, and that's kind that's kind of the audio like snap is is the father jolting. Yeah.
0: <gasps> what was that? So I'd say they ha-
1: they they handled
0: it very well for what it yeah, was. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was um, a it was a well executed. But I found it very interesting again that as as the mother is, is weeping and saying he's alright, he's alright you know d- in denial, mm-hmm. the father is not saying, "My boy, my son," he's saying, "Stop it." Mm-hmm. over and over again to her. Yeah. And Yeah, that that hit me in not a good place. Um And news travels quickly. Uh, the Dead Poets are made aware of it. The school launches an investigation, and ultimately, they all f- they they force uh, the kids to sign a confession that uh, it was it was uh, Mr. Keating's it was John Keating's influence uh, that directly led to this indulgent and, and 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 reckless behavior directly led to to Neil's death.
1: And, and and that it was on purpose and intentional. And yeah, like, in and out of the classroom, he knew about Neil's obsession with acting and encouraged it. And, and it, like some of the wording gets very upsetting. It's like you know, despite being aware of the um, of of the uh, reservations or the objections rather mm-hmm. of of. Neil's family and it's like well he wasn't aware because Neil lied to him and told him that his father was just going to let him do it because he had to lie or he felt he had to lie and yeah it, it all gets pretty grotesquely pinned on Keating yeah and um,
0: division is is sown in the dead poets sort of it's, it's either either Keating goes or we're expelled mm-hmm. um, yeah, this, this, this confession is signed and um, but as Keating is they they, they, they they really did button this film really nicely because at the very beginning Keating has them rip out the introduction mm-hmm. to this this book on poetry the one that, that mentions the graph mm-hmm. um, and as Keating is is collecting his belongings the the headmaster of the school who's sort of taken over until break um, asks them to turn just to that page and have them and have them, and, and is this wonderful uh, turn turn to page 23 I can't sir it's been ripped out well read somebody else's they've all been ripped out uh, okay we'll read this and as uh, Keating leaves for the last time, you get the the, the scene you may have seen in GIFs, uh, if you've seen it, or of the boys standing on the desks uh, saying, oh, Captain, my Captain, um, which Keating had, had told them earlier in the film. Uh, in this class, you may call me Mr. Keating, or if you're feeling a little more daring, oh, Captain, my Captain. Uh, and the last shot lingers on Todd. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, Ben, what did you, what did you think of the framing of that shot? Because it looks like we're, we're seeing him through a keyhole or something.
1: Well, I thought, well, okay, I don't think it's a keyhole. I'm not sure, but I did, it was my last note it was just kind of an amused thing. I love that that, lo, that last shot of Todd is just through another kid's legs, I think. I, I think, think that's what we're seeing. Is it? Um, I don't know for sure, but I, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know... I don't know. I I think that that's just the shot they got. Um, um, Yeah. I mean, I know that there's a lot of sort of subtext to this film. I don't think that had anything to do with it. Um, But if you're thinking what I'm thinking, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. I. But no. I mean, I thought it was. I thought I. I think it was just the shot they got. I did. I did find it a little amusing. Just in just. In general, that it was—it looked like it was just him through, through like the the tenting of another kid's legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I did like that too. You mentioned like the book ending of the film. Yeah, I I did think it was very sort of interesting, and, and I guess props to the internet, which mm, that's a phrase I never thought I'd say uh, on on this one. But like, I, I guess most of like the the memorable or the. You know, the 30-second YouTube clippable bits of this film Mm -hmm. are in that, like, first 20 minutes and the last five. So, like, very early on, it felt like we got to the point where it was like, okay, everything that I already knew about, I've seen, and now we can just get on with it. And then, except for that bit right at the end, where, yeah, they get on the desks and say, the yo Captain, my captain, and everybody has goosebumps, and everyone's, you know, upset. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, and uh, roll credits, and... Uh, welcome back the bagpipes Welcome back the bagpipes back- Scotland the Brave
0: I, <laughs> I find it interesting that that, that that Scotland the Brave Is always the the piece of music That they go for When Something is encouraging Like, like military conformity Or something like that Because mm-hmm. I'm like I mean maybe I don't understand Scotland But my understanding Is that In a very regimented British empire It's Scotland That's <laughs> always given them issues Scotland and Ireland Okay a um, little fun note to me. Um, I,
1: I guess it's just it's a piece of music that sounds great on the bagpipes. I think it's got on the break. Um But yeah. I I don't know one way or the <laughs> other. But <laughs> I trust. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> anyway, um,
0: that's Did my summary. Catch what Keating case? was whistling. I thought it was the 1812 overture. Okay, that's what I thought too. I, I thought just wanted it was. I wanted
1: to see if uh, if we were on the same page. I I thought yeah, it was I the think it was a slowed down 1812. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. That is Dead Poet Society. Um, a a brief and possibly not so concise summary, but that's yeah. uh, that's what we're here for. If you want a better summary, um, watch the film. Yeah, it it is a great movie. Um, definitely, you know, go in prepared for some of the content warnings, but mm. it is also it is a beautiful film. Um, obviously, the writing uh, they took, you know, they they took this story and used it as a vehicle for. Injecting as much florid poetry into a movie script as I think I've ever seen oh, why wouldn't you want to and it was and yeah I mean that's what I'm saying. It was delightful um so that was really nice. Also, a lot, there's a, some very beautiful shots. There's some, yeah. a lot of shots in the film that just look like paintings. It you really, mentioned though. the boys disappearing into the mist. Yeah. Um, there was that one of like the guy standing on the pier with the bagpipes. You just see his silhouette yes. and it's like a, a perfectly pink sunrise. And so you're just seeing the silhouette of this man standing on a dock through the trees. And all of that is just black silhouette, and you're just yeah. getting this beautiful pink sunrise reflecting off the lake. And so It's a very cinematic...
0: I mean, it's a movie, of course it's cinematic, but like, it's a mm, very...
1: That's okay, some movies are not very cinematic. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, Hopefully we'll get to cover some of those. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Um, am I the only one... So now that we're kind of in the Yeah, it, now, in, now that we're through the, the an, synopsis, an, let's, the let's talk observations. Am I the only one... Um, Cause I remember, originally. Of 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 these these kids, I remember that Todd and Knox were the two that really didn't want to get involved immediately. Am hmm. um, I I'm the only one who? Kind of thought that like maybe Knox was like dyslexic or something. Oh, he, he, he didn't like to read. Like he didn't like to read, or he didn't want to write something, or he didn't want something like that. I got I got the vibe that like. I don't know. Again, this is entirely subtext. Um, but, like, I got I got the vibe that, like, you know, he was the kid with the learning disability or something like that. Mm. And I got the sense that Todd was gay.
1: Yeah. Like, I got big... I, I did get big, a little bit of that. Big, big... Um, and, and I think other people have... Closeted
0: vibes from from him. Especially the way he interacts with Neil. How he's yeah. unwilling to say what he really feels mm-hmm. in poetry. That sort of thing. This idea that poetry is truth and, and all of that.
1: Yeah. Um, and the couple times... That we see Todd sort of come out of his shell, it's it's with Neil. It's with Neil, and it's and it's and and there's immediately when he crosses that threshold, there's a ton of joy. Yes, yes, in his face and in his just the way he's expressing himself. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I got that. I got a little bit of that as well. Um, Admittedly, you know, certainly being viewed through a lens of. Being aware that many people have covered this movie in that context yes. and and in the context yes, yes, of yes. what we're saying is probably not new of of what it, what this movie is you know says about being closeted and gay being um, a man and and, and yeah and sort of the the overbearingness of of you know responsibilities as a man and responsibilities to the school and to the family and and all that stuff um, I, I think that probably any movie that deals with the idea of you know suppressing who you are because of who other people are telling you you have to be any movie that touches on stuff like that is going to obviously have subtext to people in the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. um, but certainly this one probably a little bit more so because there's a little bit more of that being let into each of these characters I feel like yeah.
0: And I feel like for an ensemble piece, these characters, even though we didn't get to know them all that well, they felt very well rounded. I agree. Like and Meeks was absolutely the tech guy.
1: Yeah, they they were they were diverse too. Yeah, yeah. they all had kind of their role. I really like Dalton. Uh, I think because probably just because he was Ronan the sarcastic guy, yeah. one. The uh, I I freaking love the uh, God is calling. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, for, it's for you. It's for you. God is calling. God is calling. Telephone in the. Oh my God. That was very it's funny, beautiful, and and beautiful, even beautiful. and made it even funnier by by Robin's line later of like now if you it, said it was collect. a collect call that would have been that daring. would have been daring yes, yes God yes, is yes. calling do you accept the charges God uh, yeah uh, there was a few times during this movie that the cynic in me uh, I, I kept feeling like horrible because I was like oh no I'm I'm like the institution or I'm being like Affected by the institution, but the cynic in me kept wondering: like, is carpe diem just an excuse to do dumb shit? An excuse to do something you shouldn't? Is it just a more eloquent YOLO? I don't know. What do you, what I do you mean, think about that?
0: I, I I think there are those who would say just that. you know, carpe, carpe diem. Sees the day I'm going to go do some dumb, dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. You know, kind of, kind of following that prank. Uh, with the telephone in the church uh, or the chapel as it were mm-hmm. um, Keating does make a point to say don't do dumb shit like yeah. you, you gotta you gotta know as as the song says you gotta know <laughs> when to hold him know when to fold them know when to walk away and know when to run next um, week we'll be covering Casino royale hey I mean hey <laughs> I've seen I've seen the Daniel Craig one i I, I haven't seen the original um mm. we'll get there but uh but yeah, I think I think as um, you know, non-conforming and, and dare I say chaotic as uh, the institution would 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 call Keating, I think he does have a wisdom about him. Mm-hmm. I think he's very aware of you know, here's when to push the envelope and when you do, here's how. Um, but like, understand, kids, that you are not yet legal adults. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you are not yet on your own. You do not yet have that kind of power. I'm encouraging you to think for yourselves when you get there. Mm. But now, while you're under the, the boot of your parents and this this school, you know... It's not necessarily stay in line, but it's it's... Don't... You can be yourself and find your voice... without I, I guess I guess know where the line is. And I think ultimately, unfortunately, and 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 maybe I'm wrong, do tell me if I'm wrong. I think Neil had the right idea but the wrong timing.
1: Hmm.
0: You know? With like, the acting you mean? With the acting like he wants he, he wants to be an actor. It's it's the only thing he lives for. He was so close to getting out and being a legal adult and then just being able to do it. I suppose yeah. you know, like i'm 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 not saying that his father was right. I'm not saying that Neil was wrong. I think there was a gross amount of miscommunication between them and 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 both had ideas of what it means to live mm-hmm. or to be, yeah, or not to be. That is the question. <laughs> um, but I think I think I think had Neil been outright with Keating, I like to think, and again, Disagree if, if if you wish Ben disagree if you wish to your listener. I believe Keating would have said the same thing he said to Charlie: is don't be an idiot. Yeah. You've got this opportunity that the school is affording you, but don't let it grind you to dust either.
1: Mm. You know, finish your time here, and then you can make your. Own and decisions. then you can yeah yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point. I man. think that's a
0: hard lesson that I have had to learn growing up, <laughs> because I, I again, I, 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 related to Neil quite a bit um, in this in this sense. As you know, I moved out to LA to, to be an actor and have very quickly been disabused of the idea that it will come easily, or or without having to be wise about which opportunities I take and 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 having a having a job while I do this this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think Ben, you'll agree that. Oh yeah. One of the Ways in which we we find our voices amidst the, the 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 deafening roar of you know don't be an artist be a fucking drone capitalism is making art like this like podcasts like this yeah. and you know even even if it's just for ourselves yeah being able to to sit with a friend have a couple of drinks watch a movie and discuss yeah
1: force ourselves yeah. to remember art is there art is there art but matters, matters. Yeah. And, and yeah I, I definitely feel like. I, I agree not to get it the, too personal but no no absolutely I, I there was several times throughout this movie that I was watching and and there was that part of me in the back of my head that was like you know the 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 these the, the ideas I suppose being espoused by the by the preparatory school by the headmaster the institution of like you know, stand straight and narrow, don't do the art thing, you know, or even the father, uh, Neil's father being like, no, you're gonna you're gonna go be a doctor, you're gonna go to medical school, like, you know, shut the hell up with this acting BS, like, I'm not gonna hear it, you know, I'm not gonna let you throw away your life. Right. I, I, I heard that line and in the back of my mind, I was like, th- there's a part of me that's like, Man, did I throw away my? Because li- you know we're out here and it's right. hard and like yeah. and it's not. You know, I did well in school. It's not uncommon that sometimes I think, man, if I had just. Also, if you hear my cat screaming, he's just, he's, <laughs> he's jealous. I apologize. He's just uh, we you know closed the door so they wouldn't chew on the wires. and He really <laughs> wants his wet food, um, but he's already been fed, so he's just being. But maybe you can't hear. Maybe father I'm loves like, us. Hopefully, not. The, yeah, father loves us not. Uh, no, but, but yeah, there, there was a lot of times. You know, I did well in school, and sometimes I think like maybe if I had just done this the quote unquote smart thing and stayed in something academic and you know done law or medicine or something, I'd be you know happier because I wouldn't have to worry about money all the time or something. But I don't think I would be happier. Um, but it, it, yeah, more stable maybe. It, but. Certainly more stable. Possibly, you know, it's not Hard to say. It, it's probably presumptuous to think that I wouldn't necessarily have flamed out of those things, too. Yeah, um, or not too. I haven't flamed out of acting. I'm doing great, I'm doing exactly the same as so many other actors out here, really, though. Um, but, but yeah, no, so it definitely, I think, yeah, a lot of very personal themes in this movie for us, um, and yeah, it does make you think, but. Uh, obviously, I feel very fortunate to have had parents who, while they might not have always been happy with the choices I made, mm-hmm. they at least were kind and loving enough to do their best to not let me know that they weren't too <laughs> thrilled that I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be an actor. They they both kind of did the whole, like, grin and bear it, like, yeah, go follow your dreams. Idiot. <laughs> um, no, they, they were far nicer than that. I'm... Um, um, Trivializing, but uh, but yeah. So, um, I, I I do agree. It was definitely some some personal theming and and whatnot stuff that really I think spoke to both of us
0: in this movie. Yeah, Um this was definitely a film. On the one hand, I you know I regret not having seen it sooner. Mm-hmm. On the <laughs> this is why we made the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, I think this is a film I needed to see now. Um
1: It was a nice reminder. A right? nice
0: reminder of like, hey, art um, matters.
1: Art's good. Do do art. Yeah. Art's why we're alive.
0: Not to get too philosophical or spiritual or what have you, but um, to quote uh, the Mask of Zorro, there's a saying, a very old saying, that when the student is ready, the master will appear. Uh, And I have found that a lot of the media I consume, uh, I do at the moment I need it, Mm -hmm. um, whether I know it or not, and um, that's entirely my perspective. Um but like I can say the same thing about uh, goodwill hunting I hadn't seen goodwill hunting mm-hmm. until well after college mm-hmm. um, interesting and then i i i a lot of no no, no i watched it in i think I watched it in college um, a lot of healing was done that night <laughs> um, but um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i agree I think this was a movie that 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 spoke to both of us and i think um, was a movie we we it was, it was a worthy first choice. It was a good movie to watch for the first time doing this, yeah. uh, and it was a
1: movie that we we needed. I think we'll remember going forward as we continue. Yeah, uh, to do this for sure. Definitely, definitely. When you walk away from being like,
0: yeah, I'm glad I did this. Yeah. like
1: I'm gonna keep writing and keep trying to act all that stuff. Yeah, um, cool. Well, I think that probably wraps us up. Pretty any any random quick hit notes uh, from the film that you wanted to touch on. For example, I wrote down at one point, uh, maybe I'm sick in the head, but when they panned up and they were like, see that Walt Whitman picture? I swear to God, it looked like Karl Marx. It was Marks, Karl Marx, right? Was it, was <laughs> it not <laughs> Karl Marx? It was either Karl Marx or Santa Claus, yeah. <laughs> um, Do you uh, think that it was actually Karl Marx and they just did that to screw with us? No. Or does Walt, oh, no does, think, did Walt Whitman just look a lot like Karl Marx? The only pictures I've ever seen of Walt Whitman
0: were the one with the big frumpy coat and the hat. Yeah. So I, 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 right. I don't know exactly what he looked like. He might have been very, very... Skinny. I'm just glad uh, it wasn't you. just me thinking that. No, no, no. I was, I was like Carl like, Marx. Oh wait, no. They I was like,
1: been... that's definitely Carl Marx. White right? man
0: with a big bushy beard. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's either one of three people: It's <laughs> Karl Marx, Walt Whitman, or Santa Claus. Because um, as we know, God is not white. Bye. No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, Any any final sort of still sort got of some notes? good
1: Robin impressions, even though it was a very serious film. Yeah, still got I think Robin I think he, doing uh, doing John Wayne and doing right Brando. Now. That was fun. Um, both of whom I think we'll get to somewhere down the line. I think the only thing, I'm glad you bring that up, because I think, I think the only other note that I have
0: is, is, is precisely that. But, you know, the way he said, uh, the way he, he introduced Shakespeare, as we're all familiar with him, you know, what, what, uh, oh, to be, oh, not to be. And then he said, well, we'll try envisioning it like John Wayne or try mm-hmm. envisioning it like Brando. And I think that 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 sort of came to a head too during the final performance of, of mm-hmm. *Midsummer Night's Dream*. It was very very gratifying to see Shakespeare not only read but performed mm-hmm. uh, and performed in front of a live audience. I have always said, um, it is not enough to simply read Shakespeare. The words oh. are the words are beautiful. The
1: poetry is wonderful. Absolutely. But
0: you absolutely. Have to see it. Live. I have.
1: I have the ex- must see a performance. I have the exact same note from from watching that scene at the end yeah. with with uh, with um, Neil as Puck. Yeah. Um, anyone out there, if you happen to be reading Shakespeare and you're struggling with it and you think it's kind of wordy or not that interesting, just go find just find it on YouTube or anywhere. Shakespeare is meant to be heard, meant to be heard. not read. It and and yeah, because. I had the exact same feeling and watching the final performance. I was just like, oh, "It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful in a way that I absolutely do not feel yeah. when I read Shakespeare on the page." When I, I, mean, I love Shakespeare, but when I read it on the page, I'm bored almost every time. You gotta, you gotta, you, you
0: you to gotta, you gotta speak it. Yeah, it's not enough to read it. Uh, and what's what's lovely about Shakespeare too, and I mean, I, I, you know, the, the the Shakespeare adapted into film is good too. But I, I'll, I'll say it again: you gotta see it live. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you go even if you go and see shakespeare and you still don't know the words and you still don't quite understand the language the action the actors mm-hmm. will put it into context for you the movement gives you a sense of i may not know quite what's being said i don't know necessarily you know what's in a name mm. but yeah to, to to see it done live to see it lived and i think too another thing and this is not necessarily related to to dead poet society but shakespeare these poets they're not meant to be i mean they're meant to sell for sure obviously everyone wants to sell their poetry and 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 make a living off of it but ultimately it is it is it is not meant to be highbrow it is meant to be raw it is meant to be for everybody, that's what poetry is. It is is me speaking to you, uh, whosoever you may be, be you, be you, be you, God, be you, Emperor, be you, Groundling, um, in a way that our hearts can understand. And yeah, I don't. I really don't think I can go past that. I think
1: I think I've said what I need to say there. Um, well, we we promise in the future we won't always bring it back to Shakespeare but probably whenever possible whenever possible um, but I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap up episode one um, thank you all so much for listening to From Under the Rock uh, we hope you will continue to listen as we continue to cover movies that, uh, that we haven't seen you very well might not have seen either whether you are willing to admit it or not yes indeed back we go now to the shadows beneath the rock
0: and uh, I'm Sawyer Payne I'm Ben Wesson and we'll see you next time
1: thanks